Hey everyone, I am freshly back from spring break with the family and uh, you know how it is after you've been away for a while, you uh, come back and play catch up. So um, the busyness of my calendar and the heft of my inbox is really, is causing me to reflect on the things that happen in our lives as entrepreneurs that increase or decrease our presence, our emotional availability to those in our lives. Presence is important, of course, with our teams, with our co-founder, with the people who work with us and for us. Our ability to listen, to read between the lines, to be patient, to be just our full selves in our conversations can really shape our happiness in our business as well as their happiness in our business. And also significantly important is our presence with our significant relationships, with our significant other, with our spouse, if we're married, with children, if we have them, but the people who make up the fabric of our lives. When we are distracted or detached, disengaged, when frankly, we're just not really paying close attention, those relationships can really suffer. So one of the things that I have been recently thinking about as a threat to presence is the lack of just cognitive bandwidth we have when we are absorbed with making lots of decisions. So you've probably heard the term decision fatigue. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about decision fatigue and especially or specifically the way that it impacts our primary relationships. So I hope this is both practical and interesting to you, and I appreciate you listening. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Is decision fatigue making you a careless partner? Maybe. And I'm going to tell you how to fix it. So abstaining from choices, even small ones, can negatively impact your relationships. But I'm going to tell you three decision-making tactics that will make you a better co-founder, a better colleague, and potentially a better spouse. Every day, we as entrepreneurs make thousands of decisions, tiny, trivial choices like fries or salad, and those with high stakes like hiring decisions, or like deciding on terms for additional funding. Maybe we're deciding whether or how much to make an investment in another company. Sooner or later, you just can't summon the mental energy to choose. So later, when you're confronted with Netflix cues or dinner options, you sigh and tell your partner, whatever you want. So are you selflessly conceding? Not really. Abstaining from choices can make us appear thoughtless or disengaged. So when decision fatigue shows up in our personal relationships, in our families, it's perceived as carelessness, as lack of presence. So among colleagues, it also can signal some poor judgment or indecisiveness. Worse, incompetence makes you look like you don't know what you want or you don't have uh, interesting thoughts to contribute. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about decision fatigue. 
Decision fatigue is energy depletion that leads to impaired judgment. So since our choices require brain power, and the more complicated the choices, the more brain power is required, especially for what we might call multivariate analyses. If I do X, then Y happens. When we're thinking about how complicated things fit together or we're trying to project outcomes, see into the future, maybe with limited data or limited information, even unconsciously, those kinds of decisions come with a biological cost. The brain seeks shortcuts and eventually can become reckless when it gets tired. Think about maybe impulse purchases or lazy fast food options. These are evidence of this. The quickest shortcut is doing nothing or doing the most immediate thing. So sometimes we opt out of thoughtfully participating in the decisions, especially in our family. When we say things like whatever, or it's up to you, we're disconnected. And those replies suggest that choice and even the person asking aren't that important. The burden falls to our partners or co-founders to choose for us. To help you become more present in your personal and professional relationships, here are three tactics to help prevent decision fatigue. Number one, practice decision batching. High stakes decisions diminish our energy levels, but so do high volumes of decisions. So let's imagine that it takes like 15 units of brain power to make one big choice, like hiring or thinking about a new executive role. By comparison, 15 small decisions, medium or large, iced or hot, for here or to go, these also require 15 units of brain power. So numerous small choices can become exhausting. So it helps to plan for them. We don't always account for them when we think about the energy required to perform our duties for a day. We kind of forget about the small things. Decision batching might include things like planning for your meals every week, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, or setting your clothes out each night before, or maybe planning your wardrobe out on a Sunday. I kind of think about Steve Jobs and his famous uniform, the black turtleneck and the jeans and sneakers. Easy wardrobe and food choices. Because face it, these are options that you're going to make every day. If we can do them all at one time, it leaves leftover energy so you can be more present for the other small choices that are also going to deplete your energy. Who thought that Taco Tuesday could prevent like an argument over dinner? When we have a bit of a plan or a framework, it keeps us from trying to think even in small doses about which decision we prefer. Number two tactic, treat big decisions like tasks. When big consequences are involved, treat a decision like a task. Build it into your calendar as you would for a meeting or an appointment. We tend to make hasty decisions when we try to sort of squeeze that thought time between other appointments or between other activities. So when we really honor, hey, this decision is going to require some time or some thought, stick it on the calendar, give it its space we create the appropriate room for it. So for example, I am currently shopping for a new CMS, which isn't earth shattering, but over time it is expensive. I wanna make a good decision, use my time and resources well. So I blocked out some time for research, for shortlisting different options, and even for onboarding to make sure that I don't try to cram the components of this decision in between my other activities. 
So if the choice has more substantial consequences, set aside time, potentially earlier in the day when you're most alert or when you've made less decisions, like you're not confronting decision fatigue. This is not just honoring the morning folks among us, but it is to say that as the day goes on, the number of the decisions goes on. And so the more likely that you're already experiencing a level of decision tiredness. One small study published in the journal Cognition found that chess players made slower, more accurate decisions early in the morning and faster, less accurate decisions in the afternoon. So I don't know, whether you're a morning person or not, um, it can be helpful to make your decisions when you're fresh, when your bank of decisions made previously in the day is small and there's a lot of space for you to have some of your best thought work. This tactic can be also applied to household decisions, like family vacations, for example. Our family recently went on a trip to Arizona and Utah, and there's a lot of decisions that go into a trip like that. You know, where are you going to stay? What activities are you going to do? So we decided to set aside time for every family member to participate in the decision. I have two teenage sons and, you know, I really wanted them to be engaged so they weren't grumbling and bored and complaining the whole time on our trip. So we set aside a Sunday breakfast and got out all the travel books, got our computers out, did the research, and each contributed a few decisions to the uh, master plan of our vacation. And it was an effective way to do that and also helped with uh, participation and presence on the part of everyone in our family. Number three tactic, know yourself, know your entrepreneurial mindset. In my experience, entrepreneurs tend to encounter decision difficulties in sort of one of two directions. They can tend towards perfectionism or on the other end of the spectrum can tend toward impulsivity. Both can lead to decision fatigue. So a perfectionistic brain really doesn't like ambiguity. They want to make the right choice. They will do the thought work, the data collection necessary to try to make the best possible choice. In a scenario with no obvious win, which is true of many of the decisions that we make as entrepreneurs, we have to make them with incomplete information. A perfectionist can feel unfulfilled and stressed and really just churn over the same choice again and again without any new information. So this churning, this thinking and rethinking and reanalyzing and getting more data and getting more information, that's really tiring. And so obviously is gonna lead to decision fatigue. On the other hand, an impulsive brain will make a quick choice to, again, alleviate the tension of an unmade decision. And so an impulsive choice can lead to more mistakes and maybe will necessitate having to make the same decision over and over again because the first decision that you made wasn't really the best one and led to a bad outcome. So it's important that we kind of understand our vulnerabilities in decisions, especially when we're tired, especially when we're approaching fatigue, and then we can implement some what I call counterbalance strategies. So if you tend to be the more impulsive decision maker, just like, okay, get it done, it's done, move on, go. Maybe it's helpful to sleep on a decision. So maybe you have a first draft of a decision and then you go back a couple of days later and revisit, see if there are any corrections or modifications that you wanna to make to that decision. If you tend towards a more perfectionistic model of decision-making, maybe it's gonna be very helpful for you to really time block the amount of time that you're going to give to a decision and 
even if you have incomplete information to commit and let the chips fall and see how it goes. So understanding or really recognizing within yourself that sometimes more analysis is not really helpful. It's not leading to a better decision. It's only creating fatigue for you. And it's probably also costing you time on other, other activities, other opportunities. So Unlike physical exhaustion, which, you know, is pretty palpable. We feel it in our muscles. We feel it in our bodies. Decision fatigue is sneaky. We may not feel tired, even though our judgment is flawed. We may not notice how our energy depletion is affecting others. So it's, I think, helpful to form really good habits about decisions and recognize that as an entrepreneur, the decisions you make are one of your most powerful contributions to your company. Your company is really relying on you to be good at decisions and to approach decisions in the best possible way. So when you get good at decisions in your business, it allows for more presence in your family and in your personal relationships. So it avoids this situation of you being so tired that you're like, I can't even think about what we're going to watch tonight. I can't even think about what we're going to eat tonight. I don't even want to weigh in or think about what we're doing in vacation. It allows you to be more present when you have the energy to say, hey, let's talk through this together. Or let me really think about what I would like and offer that to my partner or to my family. So decision-making is a skill. (laughs) And if we fail to choose, if we don't practice, we won't improve. And the people that we love most may face this experience of us not being present or not being attuned or not paying attention. So all the better to make our decisions well so that we can show up in our lives in the way that we most want to. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.